This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Andy Hooper. Andy is the CEO of Global E-Commerce Experts and has been successfully expanding businesses into new markets for over 15 years. As an accomplished specialist in e-commerce, Andy now works with companies around the world, providing comprehensive gateways and solutions to new markets, especially U.S.-based organizations transitioning into the EU. Thanks so much for being here today, Andy. No problem, Diane. Thank you very much for having us. It's uh, great to be here, and hopefully we can share some pearls of wisdom with the audience uh, to help them grow their businesses. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. I think this is a topic we probably don't talk about about enough. Um, So Andy, let's talk about this. If there's people listening and they're thinking, boy, you know, I would love to be able to break into the European market. What does expansion really look like? Yeah, it's a great question because what happens is when you're a, a business and you're looking to expand and grow your business, there's lots of different opportunities that are available to you to, to grow or scale that business. And depending on your brand, the service, whatever you're doing is going to depend on what's going to be right for you. One of the options is to expand your brand into a new constant, new uh, area. One of the areas we've worked on is is the European expansion piece for sellers uh, or sort of for, for businesses, mainly e-commerce sellers, to be fair. But there's there's three core things that people need to to think about, right? Because what happens is, is people overcomplicate stuff. Now, as an entrepreneur myself, the problem is sometimes we simplify things a little bit too much. So there's good news and bad news here. One, I'm going to make this really, really simple. The bad news is there's about a million things in the background you need to consider. But, you know, people will like to know the top line in my experience. So there's three core things you need to, to think about. One is the compliance, and that's the compliance of your business and your product. And when I say of your business, that means paying tax. So if you're going to sell your product or do business in another part of the world, every government, wherever that is, wants to thank you for you selling in that con- in that country. And that is typically called tax. Um, so taxes comes under, so compliance comes under business and product compliance if you're selling products. And the next thing is the logistics. How do you make that happen? What are the logistics, the cogs that need to happen in order to expand into those markets? 
And the third one is management of the processes, the systems, the sales, the marketing, and everything else that goes with that. So they're the three core things that people need to consider when they're they're expanding a brand. Okay, that's really great. And boy, can I imagine how many other things are operating. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little scary. Um, okay, so let's talk about hurdles. You know, what are some of the hurdles that people need to overcome in order to be able to do this successfully? I think that when you're doing it, I think first thing to say is, is that when you're doing it, just do your research on where, you, where you're going to and where you need. You know, we've got podcasts, webinars. If you like podcasts, go and listen to pod podcasts, what people are doing in that space. You know, educate yourself around what's happening because what that will do is that will give you a broad understanding of where you're going, the space you're in, the, the questions you need to be asking. So I think that's really, really key. The hurdles that people typically come up with when they're expanding into a new market probably comes into the same three areas, you know, the compliance of the business. You know, if you don't pay the tax and, you know, when you're, if you think about wherever you're listening from, you think about the tax in your local area. You know, if you're US based, think about Nexus, you know, Nexus in you know, 50 plus states becomes really, really complicated with a slightly different rule in different places. Well, when you expand to Europe, it's very, very similar. There's 28 countries. So in those 28 countries, they've all got a slightly different rule. Um, so that that's the, the biggest hurdle is typically understanding the differences in the region that you're going to and making sure that you can have, overcome them simply, typically by making sure you're you know, working with people that have already done this. Like, you know, whether it's a product or a service or you go into Australia or India or Canada or the UK, doesn't really matter. The key thing is you're, you, you understand what the hurdles are going to be. And most people come across the compliance piece. So making sure your business is compliant. And again, the products, you know, if you're selling products, you're selling widgets. What regulations do products fall under? So the, the hurdles typically are things that people find more challenging, more difficult. The research online, if you go online and research things, sometimes you get conflicting messages. You know, it's like, you know, again, I come back to Nexus. When you're looking at Nexus in the States, if I was to look from here to look at this, you know, the sales tax in one you know, state to another, I'm just going to get confused. Yeah. Like it, it's just because that's what it's, that's what it's like anywhere in the world. Uh, and the hurdles typically are those things. It's, it's the tax, it's the product compliance, it's the, the, I mean, staffing, you know, what you, if you're expanding your business to a new region, you, we came, came foul slightly of this when we expanded our business into Europe and had facilities in parts of those where, you know, we understood how to sell a product in Europe, what we didn't really understand is how to recruit people and the human resources available to different countries in Europe have different regulations. Uh, so if you're recruiting staff in those regions, it's really important you understand the, the HR. Um, yeah, we don't do HR. That's nothing that we do. But it, it's a great example of where you, you go sort of gun ho because you've got to make something happen. And as entrepreneurs, we're all guilty of this. We all do this. We're gun ho. We've got to make something happen. And off we go. And it's making sure you understand those pieces first. Well, and, and 
we, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because we assume that, you know, we know what we know and that those are the rules everywhere. When, you know, when you were talking about the different states and the, and the sales tax, I was thinking, you know, in the state that I live in, sales tax is different by county. So it's can, not just the yeah. state. It yeah. depends on where you live in the state. So it's, it's confusing already just being here. And then when you add in, you know, other countries, you, you really have to make sure that you understand what mm. the rules are. Yeah, 100%. I think that yeah, that's a great example, isn't it? Because when you're based in that country, you know, you can walk down your the road and you can knock on the door of, I don't know, the accountant or who, the, the shop next door, whatever it happens to be, yeah. and you can ask the question straight away. And you can get a mixture of answers depending on where you're going to knock, but you get the answer because you understand where you are, because you, you're in that environment. As well as when you're going to a new continent, um, or you know, a new, even if you was going from the US to Canada or Mexico, which is quite common for some of our clients, is that yeah, they've got they've got you you still can't go down the road and knock on the door. Now I appreciate in some states of the US you might be able to do that in Canada, but work with me. <laughs> I get what you're saying here. It's <laughs> so, give me an idea of uh, sort of the timeline. Like, how long should someone expect this this whole thing to take? So that's going to depend on. Um, what you're trying to achieve with your expansion. If you've got a service-based business, if you've got a product-based business, if you've got a software-based business, all of those things are going to be slightly different. Typically for the sellers that we work with, we work with e-commerce sellers expanding their brands to Europe. We can expand a brand in 14 days. Now, wow. there's a huge amount of caveats in that uh, and depends on where they're selling, how they want to sell it, uh, where their products currently are, how they're happy, you know, how they can fund getting products somewhere. I mean, typically a client that, you know, is going to take their time for most of these things. What we typically suggest is you're know, leading into, you know, a full year ahead. You know, Q4 is the biggest year for e uh, biggest time of year for e-commerce sellers. Everyone knows that uh, it's you know, retail, you know, it's a big time of year. So what we typically do is we typically work with clients that in Q1, we're getting them ready. Yeah, we're doing all their compliance. We're doing, getting all their bits and bobs ready. You know, we're, we're getting them in a position where they've got everything they need to get set up. In Q2, they're shipping their products. They're getting their products in the hands of buyers for the first time. And then in Q3, they're scaling ready for Q4. Um, so for some brands, it depends on, you know, how many products you want to sell. There's no right or wrong can we do it quickly damn right we can but realistically the average client of ours will take between one and three months in order to expand and get their products ready if they're taking their time and they're working with us and you know it's relatively slow because you know they've got three people in a different department you've got to work one in this department one in that department and everything else yeah right right and and I'm a, I mean I don't want to make assumptions. I'm assuming you think it, it's worth doing, but um, is it you know really like what sort of return could people see by this sort of expansion? So the market is 550 million people. 
So there's more people across Europe than there are in North America. That's, that's the first thing. The downside to that is that all of those people are spread across 28 countries. So you've got 28 languages. You've got 28 different, you know, regulations and everything else to go with that. Yeah, if you're an e-commerce seller, you've got 28 different types of platform. You've, and the list goes on. Yeah, the, the route to market is much more complicated than a typical North American client of ours will have expanded from the UK into Canada and Mexico, let's say. Well, typically that's just three countries, you know, that, that, and actually most of the stuff is, is relatively easy to translate and move across and get across the border. So actually the movement and the friction is relatively easy. You, whilst the market is bigger for the number of people, 550 million people, what we typically advise our clients is they should expect 80% of what they do in the North American market as a really good, if they're working a high level and they're putting the time, effort and resource into making it a success. So that's really, really what you're looking at is 80%. Okay. That's, that's great to know. Is there um, like an indicator for a business is there a way for them to know when they're ready to expand? Uh, I, I don't think there's, I mean, there, there are some KPIs or, or numbers that I would suggest. So unless you're doing over half a million, then realistically, you probably haven't got the time, the resource or the cash in different forms at different stages of your entrepreneurial journey and business to make it really work. But dependent on you know, you as an individual, some people, you know, I'm, I'm probably for, I'm like, go big or go home. Like, let's constantly see how we can grow and develop the business. What do we need to do to get to the next level? So a global expansion for me would just be part of the course. Some people are more risk averse. So I'd be like, oh, I'm not sure I want to do that because, you know, my, I'm not sure my brand's big enough and I want to do this, this and this to get there. So, you know, everyone as, a, as an individual is going to have their own thought process of what's going to work for them individually and what's not turnover wise i would say you need to be doing half a million or more in order to make that work uh, to give you as i said the time the resource or the cash to make it happen okay that, that that's great um shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. they make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Is there, so, how do I want to ask this question? What what would you call like the secret formula to expanding? Is there one? 
so, I mean, yes and no is the answer to that. Uh, so I would say, yes, there is. Uh, what we've, I mean, we've worked with over 2000 sellers. So what we've been able to do is see the data insights at different points. So we're very fortunate that we do lots of different things within the business to, to make it really simple and easy for clients. So what we've been able to do is create, for the want of a better word, a success pathway that gives you the basic steps in order to expand. Now, we've used this for Europe for a lot of our North American clients, but the reality is you could use this process whether you go into Australia, India, Dubai, you know, China, you know, Canada, uh, Mexico, South America, doesn't really matter. So there are some logical steps that you should take and utilize. Now, the three cores that I talked about earlier, compliance, logistics, and account management or management, or you know, are, are probably the key pieces. But if you was to break that down into sort of you know, seven chunks, if you like, the, you know, the first thing would be market research. How do you make sure that whatever you want to sell, however you want to sell it, can be sold in that region? Because you, what you don't want to do is go gun ho selling in, into a region and realize that actually one, your product or service can't be sold for one or said other reasons that um, actually the, 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 the weather or the, the seasons is different. Therefore you don't want to launch the product at the wrong time. You know, there might be better avenues to market in certain ways and than others. So market research is the, is the first one. Move on to the compliance after that, which we talked about, the you know, your business and your product compliant, you know, straightforward. Right. Third one would be to launch your products or launch your service. Depends on what's going to work for you, which marketplaces, which, which uh, websites, which routes to market do you want to be on and how are you going to make that happen? And then you've got the logistics, the stuff that we saw talked about, how are you going to get your, your product from wherever it is to wherever it needs to be? Now, if you're a service-based business, it's more about in the logistics might be the logistics of people. You know, how do you make sure you've got customer service in region? How do you make sure you've got account management, sales, marketing in region? And then it moves on to the fourth step, which is promotion. How do you promote what you're doing? Ads, social, whatever that looks like. And then the, the sort of sixth step is you know, building out further, expanding further websites, further expansions onto other marketplaces. And last one, how do you create the additional growth to exit your brand? How do you create the additional growth to get into retail? How do you go on to, into new countries, new, new opportunities? So they're the, the seven steps, if you like, market research, compliance, marketplace launch in the econ world, logistics, promotion, websites, and growth. Wow, that's really interesting. Do you suggest, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, Boy, I think it would make sense to do one country at a time. Does that make sense? Or does it make more sense to, you know, do all the upfront research and then launch all over the place? So, so this comes down to how, how complicated you want to make it. Because what happens is, is that if by, by launching in multiple countries, you're increasing your reach 100% but you're increasing the complexity of what you're doing. Mm. So what we would typically suggest from an e-commerce point of view, certainly is that when you're launching, you launch in the UK and Germany and the Netherlands. And the reason for that is that between the UK and Germany, they account for two thirds of all sales in e-commerce across Europe. So by being in two countries, you get the majority lion's share of the, 
of the sales, certainly on places like Amazon and eBay, um, you know, and then build out from there. And the reason I have Netherlands in there is because Netherlands is the logistics gateway to Europe or the European Union, I should say. So what happens is, is that, you know, in the Netherlands, they're a little bit more like, come on in, you come guys, let's just make this happen. So that's why you use the Netherlands as a, as a strategy, as an import. Wow, that's fascinating. Are there certain industries or products or services that you have found do do better than others, you know, the certain ones that it's sort of a no brainer, they should be doing it and others, it really depends. So we've got two types of clients. We've got the client that's created this one widget and it's like, you know, it sells millions and millions of dollars and, you know, it's a card game or it's a, you know, it's a, a light of some sort or it's a wipe or whatever it is. And they've built an amazing brand around this one, one thing. Um, you typically a lot of them get started on Kickstarter or places like this, and then they build a brand off the back of that um, real success in, in that type of thing. But you've got to be um, an inventor in many cases to be able to make that happen. The other type of seller that we see that sells really, really well are people that just do the basics really, really well. So for example, some of our biggest sellers that we work with sell things like that are just really, really dull and boring. And I'm not being, I'm not offending them by calling their yeah. products dull and boring. It's the things that you and I need every single day of our lives. It could be you know, a trash bag, like as simple as that, because they're the things that people need every day and they repeat by. As whereas if you're buying a card game, for example, you're going to buy that once. And if you really like the card game, you might buy a couple more to give out as Christmas presents or birthday presents or something along those lines. Um, as well as things like bin bags, uh, we call them bin bags in the UK, but a trash bag you'd call in the States, you know, everyone needs one and they need one every day. Um, so they're, they're the two types of client we see. We see the, the, the inventor, the sort of entrepreneur that's got this one crazy idea that turns out to be an epic idea. And they, they make millions and millions from this one, one item. The other people that we see are people that just do the, the everyday boring stuff really well but they sell a lot of it boy that's so interesting it, it always amazes me how like getting back to basics still is the thing like people try and overcomplicate. a hundred percent yep uh, and people do that and in business you know people that run a business that are listening to this they'll hear that we, we've all done this we've overcomplicated what we've done yeah. you to, to i'm not going to say to be clever but because we think that if we get a little bit more complicated we're going to be able to make make more money i mean yeah, yeah we're in business right. but actually nine times out of ten simplification is the way of making things easier and actually in most cases making more not necessarily making more money but making more margin and yeah right know, that's the key is more yeah. margin not necessarily more turnover which is just vanity yeah that's right that's right it's all about the profit yeah yeah boy this is so interesting i'm so glad that we are having this conversation because it, it's a really interesting window into 
um, really what, what you need to do and what to expect if you're, you know, a company's going to go down this road. So, boy, Andy, thank you. I, I so appreciate this information. No problem. It's, um, it's, uh, I think that when people are looking about what they do with their business, you know, we've all been, you know, as business owners, we, we look at what we're doing and we get to the end of the year and we think, right, what's in my plan for next year? And we look at the business plan and we go, okay, uh, what am I going to do? I want to double again. I want to triple. I want 5%, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I think sometimes people don't think big enough. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I tend to think relatively big and about, you know, how we can do those things because I'm not really risk averse. Um, yeah. I, I'm quite happy to just get stuck in and just try and make something happen. But when you're looking at that business plan, you're going through that period at the end of the year, you're reviewing what you've done and you're looking at what the options are, you know, whatever you do, whether it's a, product-based service you know econ which i understand really well whether it's a service-based business well we're a service-based business i understand that really well you know so it doesn't matter what you do you know the opportunities to build your brand whatever that looks like in a new continent will give you additional revenue it will give you additional profit without doing without creating anything new in many cases because we're constantly sat there thinking well, what can i do new to make more money like yeah. You don't need to think, what do I need to do to make more money? You can think about where else in the world might require my widget or service in order to help support people that need it in those countries. So if people are sat there now thinking, well, how am I going to do this extra turnover? Think about expansion. You know, all right, if it's e-commerce and you want to come to Europe, of course we can help. I mean, there's thousands of service providers that can also help. But, you know, think about where your business might be sitting and how you can get your business into another market try canada first try mexico try you know going slightly further afield whether it's the uk you know try and go to the places where it's easy and it's typically easier where one they speak the same language um and two you've you've got some sort of affiliation around it and the third one is do it where you want to go and have some fun because if you run a business and you decide that you want to expand to Europe or Canada or Mexico or whatever, you've got a legitimate reason for a business trip there. Yeah. <laughs> why not? I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's why we do it to begin with, right? Exactly. <laughs> that is so great. Will you let the listeners know how they can find you and, and anything, you know, that you think they should know, please? Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you very much for having us. I mean, I think the, the key thing is, is you know, if you want to, if you've got an e-commerce brand and you're looking to expand, then you can go to our website and download our seven-step guide, which is at, uh, go to our website, globalecommerceexperts.com and forward slash webinar or pod, forward slash podcast, and you'll be able to download the seven-step guide. That'll give you all the information you need if you're an e-commerce brand looking to expand. Now, what I would also say is if you want to expand your business, your service, you can still download this. It will still be relevant in the key sections. You'll just have to adapt that to what you do and your industry. Because if you're a service-based business, for example, you might not be launching on, you know, a marketplace, but you will need a route to market. You might need a sales team. You might need account management, you might need customer service, whatever that looks like. So go to the website, globallycommerceexperts.com forward slash podcast, and you can download the ebook. If you want to get in contact with me, 
My name's Andy Hooper and you can go to LinkedIn and you'll be able to find me on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, as I said, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I've learned a lot. Um, you've answered a lot of questions that I had. So I'm convinced that you um, have answered questions that the listeners have as well. So perfect. Yeah. So thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.